0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sound Architect podcast. This is the Women in Gaming voiceover special and I am joined by Victoria Atkin, Patricia Somerset and Sissy Jones. Thanks for joining us today. How are you all?
1: What? Woohoo! Great! Great! (laughs) Hey,
0: awesome. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you all on the Sound Architect podcast. Um, It's actually a debut for Patricia. Thanks for joining us for the first time.
2: Woohoo!
1: I love that somebody else just said yay there. <laughs> right. yeah, was just I know that like, that, that, wasn't that wasn't me. Good luck to the listener trying to figure out who's talking. I know, right?
0: <laughs> I, well, I was just about to say, would you like to introduce yourselves so everyone can recognize your voices? Because I know, for example, Patricia put on a different voice for Zelda, but people may recognize Victoria and Sissy from Evie and Delilah. Uh,
2: This is Patricia Somerset, and I am the voice of Zelda and uh, Ash and Rainbow Six. And I'm very happy to be here on this Sound Architect podcast today. Hi, my name is Victoria Atkin, and I am the voice of
3: Evie Fry in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, among many other games, I've also done, uh, most recently, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds. I am um, Sukuli and mei Lin in this, and I've worked on Titanfall, Shadow of War, and some other, some other games. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. Fantastic. One or two.
1: Uh, I'm Sissy Jones. Um, I... Uh, was Delilah and Firewatch Joyce and Life is Strange a whole bunch of stuff in The Walking Dead and apparently we've shared a ton of titles together Victoria because I'm also in Horizon Zero Dawn and some of the others that you mentioned that I've already forgotten because <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Shadow of War yes Titanfall uh, no I think that n- no but Shadow of War yeah Yay. and Horizon <laughs>
3: Zero Dawn yeah that's cool yeah who in the, in uh, the main game or the Ad- I was
1: a shaman
3: oh in the add-on pack yeah yeah in the Frozen Wars yeah. oh cool yeah. yeah look at that yeah.
0: This is one of my favourite things about the voiceover industry and one of the things that people have to deal with as well is that a lot of people would never meet their colleagues that they're in the game with and you're just kind of like, oh, you are in that army too. And then so many people (laughs) circle each other in the industry for ages without ever meeting, even though they've been in multiple games together. Totally.
3: You have to really go out of your way to actually meet up with people. Yeah. Because you just, you never will
2: meet them otherwise. Yeah. You have to, like, break down the door of the booth and, like, crash into it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was During at a, a session. audition yesterday and I I sat next to this woman. We ended up talking and, like, turns out we're in, like, 20 games together and we've never <laughs> met. Like, oh, no way. The way that it goes. Oh, crazy. <laughs>
0: so... I'm going to start off with some questions from some of the social media posts that we've put out. We put out a social media blast and a lot of you have sent in your questions. It was incredibly hard um, to pick the questions from the huge amount we got sent in, Um, but I tried to pick a variety and uh, hopefully you're all listening who sent in these questions. So first of all, I will start in no particular order with Sissy. So, Sissy, Jamie, Lara, um, sent in. Did the fact that you never see, well, that we never see Delilah affect your interpretation of the character?
1: Um, thank you, Jamie. Was it? Yep, Jamie. Yeah. Yep, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie oh, and Jamie. and everyone for sending in questions. Thank you for that. That's, that's really cool. Um, you know, I think that's the thing I loved most about Delilah is that because you never see her, and this is spoiler <laughs> alerts, you have to decide how you feel about her based on her personality alone, and not like what she looks like or mm. how big her cans are. So it was,
3: it was. <laughs> Is that <you>
1: <laughs> Yeah. So was... I haven't seen this. <laughs> I don't know if she actually canned. She... <laughs> yeah, she just carried cans around in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think it gave me a lot more creative freedom to just be playful and fun and not be restricted by what a character is supposed to be based on her looks. You know, if she's supposed to be sexy or if she's supposed to be like the girl next door, if she's supposed to be bleh. It really yeah. gave me a lot of creative freedom, which I loved. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for
0: that, Jamie. I appreciate you sending that in. And the next one is for Victoria. Um, so I, I believe this is pronounced jubaloo uh, spelt j-u dot baloo um, just to clarify um, did you get an opportunity to sing in any of the songs on the assassin's creed syndicate playlist
3: well thank you jubaloo from where twitter something like that maybe. Uh, that it's one's from, that was instagram. from instagram from instagram and again uh thank you to everyone that sent in questions um i did i sang on the assassin's creed soundtrack on the family um track I spent some time with Austin Wintery and we recorded some oohs and some R's. and uh, I did this, which was really fun, actually. You know, I'm a singer as well and it was really cool to to have that experience and to be part of such an incredible soundtrack that he made,
0: too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, the next question, of course, is for Patricia. So, I hope I pronounced this username correctly. So, try this 2077, 2077 however I pronounce that, I apologise. Um, <clears throat> so you've probably had this question a lot, but do you know why um, it was decided to give Zelda a British accent, even though you don't hear the British accent in the game for most of the other characters, especially Zelda's father?
2: Mm-hmm. I have heard that question a lot. Uh, thank you, Tribus2077, for that question. Um, yeah, so it's funny. I mean, that that kind of thing is completely not up to me. When I when I auditioned for the part, part of the specs, and again, I didn't know what the part was, um, part of the description was in the world of fantasy in the UK. Ah. So I went in with uh, that accent, thinking that it was appropriate for what I thought might be a princess based on the description of what I was given. And it wasn't until after I had landed the role, signed the NDAs, and gone into the recording studio to do it that I was told what the role was, Um, And also, I didn't hear what the other people were really doing until a bit later. Um, So it didn't really... That wasn't something that came up. Um, Once I'd gotten the role, I started to ask a lot of questions like... Uh, what, what kind of, where is she based? like Is there more that I can do to research about where blah, blah, blah? Is there Hylian as a, as a language that I can you know, incorporate into this character? All these things. But by that point, the decisions had been made and um, they, they had a very clear vision of what they wanted. So it's a good question. I don't really know, but as far as Zelda's father being more mid-Atlantic, he's not straight American. That's a very, it's a very heightened-sounding American accent he's got right. as well, uh, well Mifa. Um, you couldn't, can't say it's like strictly in the world of American accent. Um, I don't know. I always think, I wonder what Zelda's mother sounded like, you know, who knows? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you can't judge. Yeah. <laughs> I can't judge. I think they just went honestly like, like fantasy world and didn't think that it was going to be such a big deal. So, but instead, I've been asked this question many times. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I got that impression because I've, I've not actually played Breath of the Wild yet myself because I'm
0: yet to own a Switch. Um, so I really, really want to play it but I've seen some awesome gameplay. Um, but I didn't realize how much of a question this was until I kind of brought this up and, and it kind of came about on the internet a few times. So it's it's quite surprising what people pick up on, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely been a... I, I think I get asked that at every single con I go to.
0: Wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I wish I could give a more satisfying answer, you know. But um, that really, honestly, I think they just decided that fantasy world... I mean, you have mixes of Japanese that are still in the game. You have... Um you have so many things working with the, the language in there. I, I don't think they thought that it was going to be such a big deal. I think you should
1: just start telling people she went to British boarding school when she was a kid. Yes. You know what happened <laughs> when I was
3: in Hollyoaks? I was the only person with a southern accent. My whole family had northern accents. And that is exactly what they did. They said that I'd been to a posh London day school. So that's how you should say. That's what Zelda did. There you go.
2: (laughs) Well, her father was very strict with her. So maybe he did put her in a sort of boarding school. It's all coming together now. Nannies. (laughs) She had British nannies. Yeah, British,
3: we're going to make this answer up now. Mary Poppins
2: was there every day. I was about about to say, Mary Poppins looked after Zelda. No, that is the worst accent reference ever.
0: Yeah, it's not great. Okay, so let's move on to some questions for all of you. Um, So, from George Williamson. We have, how does the recording process for games differ from film and other media? How prescribed are the roles? And do you get a lot of opportunity to feedback
1: and develop the roles any further? I would say I don't have a ton of experience in on-camera, but with video games, uh, you know, the interesting thing is, like we were just, you know, joking about earlier, is that we never get to record together. Um, Mm. I would say Firewatch is one of the only instances that I've ever recorded with my scene partner ever. Um, you know victoria and i've worked on several games together mm-hmm. we just found out today so whereas you know in film and television you are on set you have all the people around you you get to react to people in real time you're in costume there's lighting and you know in video games and voiceover you get to make all of that up in your head awesome
3: <laughs> yeah for me i come from a- Maybe a different uh, perspective from Sissy because I, I mainly have worked on camera and even in video games I have mainly worked with others doing the motion capture. So although I audition a lot by myself in my booth, when I've come to work, I, I ha- it has been very collaborative, and particularly on Assassin's Creed, I think because they were making a a new female assassin, it was a big it was a big deal to them and a big franchise move oh, yeah. to have oh, these yeah. twins that we actually spent a lot of time. We had a good two weeks of rehearsals and exploration and we were looking at Victorian London. I also had, you know, weeks ahead of time where I was in the Beverly Hills Library looking up Victorian England. And I had all this time. And I, pr- I really did prep this the same as I would prep a TV or film character. And I really had the luxury of working with Paul Amos, who played my twin brother, to, you know, establish that relationship as we would if if we were working on tv and film. So yeah, I think I think for me there there are some very there are a lot of similarities um in preparing and recording the same. Obviously when you record motion capture, you don't have props or costume. Mm. Um but you are in the vicinity together and it's I think for all of this stuff it's it's really about imagination and where you're living and whether that's by yourself in the booth or with others it's it's what you can create in your imagination and what
0: you can bring. From that. Yeah, definitely. And what about you, Patricia?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sort of I come from a similar uh, background as Victoria, as, as, as we've talked about before, um, even the same school we've we've studied in for theatre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In London. Um, uh, I, I think Victoria's right in that, like when you start to get into video games that um, that involve motion capture that's where you start to see a kind of similarity to the to the theater craft and the film craft. Like you, you get more of a backstory, you get more time, you often get rehearsals with certain companies. Yeah. Um, and as far as like, yeah, pure voice acting, like dubbing and um, general auditioning in the booth, I'd say it's pretty different from doing TV and film. Uh, everything that you use to involve yourself, like the skills, the, the technical things that you have to think about in the moment are quite different the way that they get channeled. Um, With that said, Doing voice work is still also very useful because you might end up doing a ton of ADR for the stuff that you do on TV, which is like, I don't know, weirdly, I feel like half of my work in the last year where I've done TV and film has been like the ADR afterwards to like (laughs) resync it because of the way that they shoot so quickly now. And they often don't get the best sound on things because it's not as important as the image and they know they can just go back and redo it afterwards or the script has changed because the scripts have been written quickly so you end up doing a lot of voice work attached to that. So it's always, it's always good, always a useful skill.
0: I won't lie. As a sound designer who has done boom up on productions, that does make me very sad. They still just go, oh, sound doesn't matter. No, <laughs> right? Exactly. Okay, so you're like first nice, <laughs> right. You're first hand. The... Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, the amount of times I got asked, can you just fix it in post? <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> totally.
1: That's what you should call your new company, Sam. Fix it in post. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That's, a, that's a winner. That's a...
0: No, I, I'm going to call it, can you just... That's my least favorite phase in the,
1: in the industry. Can, Can you just? No, it's funny. I, like one of the biggest parts of my business is uh, celebrity soundalikes. Not you know, not impersonations per se, but ADR for trailers and and other stuff when they're not available to come in. I do a ton of that. Wow, that's so cool. Because I'm a lot cheaper to bring in than the actual celebrity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And just to kind of go on the second half of that question, because I know it's quite a long one, um, you know, George has asked, how prescribed are the roles? Do you get a lot of opportunity to feed back and develop the roles or the dialogue any further?
1: I think that really depends on the developer. Yeah. You know, if, if if you're working with somebody who is open to it, yeah, but you really have to know the audience. You know, a lot of people slave away on these scripts and these characters and they're you know they've spent a good portion of their lives on it and and they kind of want to hear it as they've written it but if you find somebody that's that's willing and able to be collaborative then then yeah
2: totally ditto yeah i
3: definitely agree
0: okay cool so the next question um is a fun one uh from sean iams fuller on on facebook and uh and he asks, what's the most horribly awkward thing you've had to record in the booth?
1: Hi, Sean. Uh, Sean runs a podcast called Horribly Awkward, and he's hilarious and I love him. Uh, um, oh, cool. I would lawsuits. say for me, the most horribly awkward thing I've ever had to record was an orgy for Mafia 3 while I was pregnant. Wow.
3: Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I
1: can't even top that. That's awful. That, that's. Or, that that's was awkward. Wow. Or we could talk about how I went into labor with The Walking Dead, getting my face bashed in by a metal pipe. <laughs> Oh, Whoa, God. whoa. <laughs> so, you know. Now, those are some stories for the kids, yeah. right?
3: <laughs> I'm sure you haven't told them yet
0: of those stories. Yeah.
3: They're a little too young. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, in 18 years-ish time, yeah, it's going to be a great story.
3: <laughs> for me, the horribly awkward thing was when they asked me to get kicked to the groin in uh, Assassin's Creed and, and make the sound for that, and they gave me a sound example of a man doing that, and I actually had to oh, say, really? oh, it probably wouldn't sound like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the twig and berries. That's kind of awkward to have to point well, out Well, yeah, and
3: then and the I don't know if you and guys, and guys know, in the but I don't yeah, know. the guys in the booth were like, uh, and I feel like all of them just like blushed. And then we were just <laughs> I was like standing there behind glass, you know, behind the glass of them, like staring at in at them like um they were like, "Oh, just you know, just do you know, do
0: whatever." <laughs> that that, that, makes <laughs> that makes me incredibly happy, especially as it was like the first one that incorporated a female Uh, protagonist
3: well they had a lot of sound bites and examples for me from previous assassins but they're all male so I had to really do all the templates for all the efforts for I was in there for months you know doing all these sounds that were you know kicks and punches and yeah stuff like that but as a woman sound
0: and was it all men in the studio that were looking incredibly uncomfortable as if they didn't know what
3: yeah there was like three (laughs) of them uh, uh, like in front of me like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, just, well, what sound do you think she would make? Okay, we'll just record and just just do like three sounds.
1: Just do like awkward pain.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, we had to do a Uh, kick to the groin. It was
0: interesting. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i i just it's it all has to do with with sexy things really i mean i'd say one of the most awkward things i had to do is early in my career i ended up doing a, a video game called beowulf um they were looking for a voice match for angelina jolie ah. and for some reason and it was what sort of got me my first triple a game and i was so excited and i went in there and the producers were you know online from france and i was in the booth and They're like, okay, you know, and then they just started like telling me what to do. And they were all at at one point, I just realized, like, it was all like porno sounds. And I was like, this is the weirdest. Is this what voiceover is? Like, it was like the weirdest thing. And at one point they were like, you know, okay, so she's trying to like the the goddess, uh, you know, the demon is trying to like essentially mount Beowulf and get him to impregnate her. And really enjoying it, and also like kill him at the same time, and he's strangling her at the same time, and they're like, "Okay, do that sound," <laughs> <And> <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, you know, like trying to do like, and then she's getting electrocuted while she's mounting him, and he's trying to, and you're just like, "Wow," you know, <laughs> you just don't think that that's going to happen to you.
0: I mean, you obviously have to tap into previous experience for that yeah. one, right? You know,
2: <laughs> you know, I will, I will say that I remember hearing a weird soundbite from a porno one time, It made me laugh. I don't even remember when that was, and I did actually call on that in that moment <laughs> it was like something like like a weird weird thing and i was like and just throw it out there throw out anything you can possibly think of anyway
0: i mean there is no losing in that situation right there's just like whatever just go for there it there is only up.
2: dying there is only dying <laughs> yeah. in this i situation. mean
3: this is why it's so wonderful that we're by ourselves right <laughs> and we don't actually have to be yeah. in the booth sometimes with these people or there's a yeah, nice that big that glass shield between you both right
1: <laughs> that's incredible
3: it's literally, boundaries have are set.
1: Someone I, I remember—I think it was <laughs> Liam O'Brien—was saying his favorite way to describe efforts is a combination between poop and sex. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: strangely
0: apt and correct. It's I, probably I go the back most accurate description. Yeah. Yeah. Worrying, but true. Wait, not too much, well, the, not the, too much sex. I okay. recently,
3: I recently did a game that's coming out later on in the year, which I can't say. But the, the the funny thing about it was that this the one of the directors was guiding me on how to make sexy female sounds. Ooh. which I was just like, oh man, like it, it was really great. He was making me laugh so much. But I was like, you know what? You do this better than me. Like I, I really <laughs> practice. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That's pretty. You just don't think about your sexy sounds until you actually have to do them, right?
0: <laughs>
2: right. I'm thinking think about them now. That's for sure. I'm thinking about your sexy sounds, Patricia. I'm thinking about your sexy sounds. Oh, I'm like, sorry that? about that. No, no. It's all right. And PG. <laughs>
0: Going back down, reading it Just back. gonna ask another question, Sully, now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're right, Sam.
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. This is great. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this username, but it's pretty much Lillian MLF <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> on Instagram who asks um, If you could be any famous video game character, one you have voiced or that you haven't, who would it be?
2: If you could be like be in like be in the real world,
0: yeah, be in the real world as them. Oh, oh, I'd be Lara Croft. Oh, that's a good one. Nice choice. Yeah,
2: yeah. without the pyramid boobs.
0: Well, so the most recent one.
3: The most right? recent <laughs> <Lara>
2: Croft. <laughs> right, I'd be I'd be Sheer A Princess of Power without the horrible world that she has to fight. <laughs> like I would just—that's <laughs> that's who I would we're... be because she's. That's who I wanted to be when I was a kid.
0: Awesome, was that Shira? Did you say?
1: Yeah, Shira. Awesome. I'd be awesome. Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. Oh I'm guys, oh, it's amazing. Oh yeah, this is
3: great. <laughs> we'll definitely be all these three, and we'll go for tea.
2: Right? <laughs> Can we go for tea? <laughs> all
3: you I three would be play. unstoppable
0: as that combo. <laughs>
3: we <laughs> need. This needs to be a new podcast where we just have we do the voices of these characters. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: So it's now going to turn into a radio play where Lara Croft has teamed up with Wonder Woman
2: and She-Ra to save the world. Oh, but wow. first, yeah. they have to right, have a cup of tea. Why is no one creating this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. This is all being owned by YouTube now. I can't, I can't sell this. Anymore. <laughs> so um, the next question is from the sad boy Matt on instagram i don't Aww. know why you're sad matt that sounds really really sad but i hope you're not sad um
2: <laughs> Bad, matt.
1: do you have any stories of odd fans that's a, you know listen i'm just gonna put this out there because i think we've all probably got stories but i fans matter and i don't want to put anybody on blast you know what i mean like yeah, yeah that's we've had some weird things but I, it's not I don't think it's worth calling anybody out. I think the fact that people actually care enough about the games and the characters to reach out is important and you know, that's all I'm gonna say about that. I fully agree
3: and I'm so thankful for every single fan. The Assassin's Creed um, fan base in particular are just amazing and I'm grateful every day for their support.
2: I 99.9% agree. And I thank all the people for telling me I have no hitbox as Ash. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I will, I do not agree with the one fan who gave me a death threat this year. And there is no room for that. And oh, no. fans like that need to go away. Um, but everybody else within every realm of um, what they have offered is amazing. So I mostly agree with you
1: guys too. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no room for for that kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. No room for that. For but, yeah, that's that's
3: yeah. really bad.
0: Yeah, that's awful. I can't mm. believe you had that.
1: I'm so sorry you went through
0: that.
2: Oh no worries. My boyfriend looked him up. He's in Australia and reported him. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, my boyfriend's a whiz with that sort of thing. So. <laughs> What a great point. You, you, you do need to report those things because the person, most of the time, they're going to remain, um, you know, non, non-threatening in the real world, but you just don't know. And these days and age, you don't, you don't really know. So you, you got to yeah. take precautions.
0: That's a very important point to make. Definitely, it's very take them seriously, basically. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next question, which is from Salma Madal. I hope I've said that correctly again. Um, is there a video game that you wish you'd acted in and which video game would you like to act in in the future?
1: I want to be Jane Bond, man. <clears throat> oh,
0: yes. Yes, I'm loving the idea of this Jane Bond.
3: Yeah, I've been, I've been campaigning for 007 for a long time. I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, has, has Wonder Woman got a game yet?
0: do uh, i think there's some development she has yeah there might be one coming that would be
3: cool wouldn't it to be in the video game the wonder world
0: i mean she doesn't have her own game but she's been in yeah it'd
3: be cool if she had her own game yeah i don't know any of these amazing kick-ass women that are coming out it's always a pleasure and i i I feel like i've had great fortune in doing this already so just continuously getting more more roles like this
2: Mm -hmm. yeah agreed I, f- I feel that way too. I often have like I really when I think of like Shira. I know that they're probably remaking a new one soon, but I don't think it's a video game. But um, anyway, I would love to do something like that. <laughs> Shira
1: is amazing. Has- Here's what we I need know. to make trend hashtag
2: Patricia.
1: Huh? 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 Oh, oh dear! It is. Oh dear! <laughs> This is very. I'm good. sorry, I'll exit yes. stage left. Thank you. It's Been really wonderful. Goodbye. It's
0: been great having you, sissy. Safe travel. Uh...
3: You know what? Actually, I would like some, some of the TV shows to be made into into video games. Like, I wouldn't mind being like Jessica Jones in a video oh, game.
1: Yeah. Oh, that'd be bad. Wouldn't that be cool? Even Glow. Yeah. Like doing doing like yeah. a wrestling. We should video game. Wouldn't that be so much fun?
3: Oh man, yeah. <laughs> or Orange Is the New Black. Like you go around the prison.
1: Oh, yeah, the like Telltale
3: style. That will have sex sounds, yes, totally. you know, You know it will. Boo will and remember the dir- that. And the direction for that, I'm not sure I want to receive that. <laughs> That's
2: incredible. I, you know what? Do, you get, do any of you guys play the Elder Scrolls? I haven't. No, but I know what you Yeah, play. I haven't played it even. Though. They have this new, they have like a new map, a new DLC out called Somerset. Oh yeah! I, I saw the and that. it's just yeah. missing a T, but it's the spelling of my last name, and it really trips me up every time I go online. And I wish I was a part of that so I could just balance out that weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you will yeah. be.
1: Let's Maybe go, go, talk, to let's go talk to Bethesda. Hey guys, come on.
2: She should be. In this. Yeah.
0: Just kind of complete the
1: circle, make it less... She's easy,
2: literally you know? got her name on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, it came out online and I was like, what? Wait, who, when did I? No, no, that is not, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> what is this? I,
0: I love how it's almost entirely possible, though, that you would be like, wait, what? Hang on. was that... Did I? Ooh,
2: yeah, I well, because know... <laughs> you don't really, there are a lot of games that are small, like, not that that's small at all, but like, there are a lot of things that you do and then kind of... That I'll never find again, I guess, like yeah, that I've done exactly, in the past. Yeah.
1: And you just, yeah, you lose track sometimes. Well, like, I, so I did a couple of characters in Fallout 4, and I had no idea it was Fallout 4. And then, right, then the game oh, came out. <laughs> yeah, someone on Twitter was like, hey, were you in Fallout 4? And I was like, nah. And they sent me a, a YouTube clip of it, and I was like, oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So you might actually be in Somerset with one T. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I
2: am. Maybe I am. Make it. Thank so, you. <laughs> Got my
1: hope all up again. I mean, you've got the hashtag. What else do you need? Right? <laughs> We're giving you all this stuff, Patricia. Come on. No, I think they should also make
3: like a. I know they have got a car- female character in Call of Duty now, though. I feel like they should make like a female Call of Duty game,
1: like all female. That'd be pretty rad. Like no, the that like the warriors yet? from. Uh, oh, they only just gone Black Panther. Yeah, like that kind of Call of Duty. That'd be. Around. Oh man! Oh, oh you know, man. like the Amazon women
3: from Wonder Woman. Oh, from the mascara. Oh, yes. let's have
1: a whole game there. Yes, please. I cried when I watched that. Oh, yep. I just oh, watched it, it again, and I did the same. I only saw it the other week. It's pretty damn good. So yeah. good. I went with like 120 some odd women here in LA. Wow, really? It was incredible. Whoa. It was like, uh, it was me hi um like like Jennifer Hale and um Ashley Johnson and and uh Courtney Taylor and Kari Walgren I mean it was just this incredible group of women my dear friend Larissa Gallagher who's sitting out in the (laughs) in the lobby of my office right now we were all there and it was so cool to be in this packed theater of incredible kick-ass women I was gonna say that's a powerhouse of women right there
3: that is amazing dude it was
0: so rad it was so cool Okay, so the, the next one you may have had quite often, but I'm still intrigued by your answers. So uh, Rich Stokes asks to everyone, what is the best piece of advice that you could give to someone starting out or is wanting to become a voice actor?
1: I'm going to say your job is not to do the job well. Your job is to audition well. And to audition well requires training and practice and a whole lot of time. And you can't do it overnight. Good That's a fair point.
3: <laughs> I would say look after your instrument And um, take care of it, you know, going out to bars and like screaming and shouting after midnight (laughs) (laughs) or working. I mean, I just there's something or like, you know, going to massive concerts and and burning your voice out all the time is. I just I think you need to you need to think of your if you're a musician, you wouldn't go smash up your guitar. You need to think of Mm -hmm. your instrument as as your voice and take care of it.
0: Excellent.
2: Yeah, both amazing points. Uh as a third point to add to that, I would say the the word's voice acting uh separated our voice and acting, but the bigger word in that is acting. Um voice acting is very much a, a full body experience and as Sissy was saying about training even to you know to audition and and to do the job, you're going to be expected to do roles where you do have to do significant amount of prep and you want to know what kind of questions you can ask in a room. You want to be professional um, and you have so many different things, so many different situations that can come at you in that. So the more prep you have and the better actor you are in general, acting training, acting for stage, acting for anything else other than voice is all useful for voice. So that's what I would say. Be
1: um, Work on your acting skills always constantly and it's never something that goes away it's never something that you can go aha i've achieved peak acting like it's constant (laughs) Um, the other thing i've unlocked full acting (laughs) (laughs) i've made it to actor um (laughs) the other thing i've really learned living in la and working in this market um consistently is that you have to know how to hustle you have to know how to network you have to know how to make sure that your name is synonymous with your brand. You know, I come at acting from a business background. I have a business degree. I don't have an acting degree. And so I worked my ass off to learn how to act. Um, But I also understand, you know, what my brand is and what my product is and how to get that in front of people so that they know when they hear Sissy Jones what they're getting with that. And that takes a lot of work. You know, you've got to be in front of people. You've got to go to the casting director workshops. You've got to... Go to the cons and meet the people and, and know who's casting and, and um and be cool. Don't overstay your welcome, don't be a jerk. You know what I mean? Like all these things really come into play if you want to have a successful career in acting or voice acting. Yeah, yeah. Awesome.
0: Oh, very, very good advice there. So following on from that, uh Rory, R M underscore Audio on Twitter asks. What is your vocal exercise routine like? Is it
2: a daily ritual or something that you only do to warm up for a session? Or? Um, I currently don't have a daily ritual, although I have in the past for, I guess, sort of years on end. I would do uh, vocal warm ups and things that were part of my other training programs. And then also just sitting down and practicing different things with my voice um, to sort of see what my range is. Um, so I feel like I, it kind of goes in and out of that kind of... Um, that kind of daily ritual phase I'm more in the more in terms of like getting my body in shape and keeping my body in shape and my voice is part of that I also sing as well which is a great it's a great way to keep your voice in shape and I would recommend it to anybody and I found that it's changed my voice and ability to sit and breathe uh in the way that I want to while I'm standing up uh just by doing a lot of singing so um yeah as far as recommendations go um yeah keep <laughs> drink lots of water don't ever overdo it before a session uh don't don't drink too much don't go out late as victoria was saying because it will show up in your voice and uh get to know your instrument really well
1: yeah i i also have singing warm-ups that i'll do if i know i have a particularly stressful session coming up reading mm. out loud a lot uh when especially when i first got started was something that really helped me sustain my voice for a four hour session. You know, if you're doing a a narration or even a video game and you've got to talk constantly for four straight hours, a lot of people are like, I do that all day anyway. No, you don't. It's different. Um, So read out loud and practice that. Get used to that. Uh, I also always keep green apples on hand. I don't really eat dairy before a session. Always with the water. I've also found a spray called Superior Vocal Health that like clears out mouth noise, which is really good. Oh, mm. cool. Especially for narration and things like that where they hear every saliva bubble. Yeah. <laughs> things like that.
3: I agree. I, I drink water. I have green apples. I rest my voice, look after my instrument. I don't have a daily routine, but I do find myself reading out loud a lot, I, particularly in American accent. Um, I, I practice that a lot. I listen to, you know, American accents and speak them back in the car. I, I spend a lot of time doing that when I'm driving. But, uh, yeah, just stretching your voice. I mean, for me, I, again, it's, it's really about knowing your instrument. For what The things that I do would be different to what Sissy does and what Patricia does. You know, my voice has always been pretty husky and, and low tone. So if I know that I need to speak in a, in a bit of a higher register, then I really need to exercise that you know and make sure that that's going to be there um you can't mm. just assume that it will be so i do that i i use mas- mostly like natural things i have a a salt spray for you know clearing any um you know uh, blocked congestion or anything like that but I, I try to use things that are that are natural that are not going to damage anything um so i do that and and meditate i meditate a lot so i i this oh, cool. this kind of yeah. puts me into a Um, a good space for pacing and tone and, you know, how you're going to show up when you get to the microphone.
0: Awesome. I actually have a question to jump off the back of that from me. So I would be curious to find out what your perspective is on things like drinking. So obviously, you know, you don't cut yourself off completely, but do you have so many days before a session that you won't drink or do you not drink just in case you have a session come
1: up?
3: I actually don't drink anymore at all, but I know that's pretty rare.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I don't, good. Though. I don't tie one on the night before a session, but you know, if there's cause to go out, okay. But I'm also like, I don't. I have kids, so I, I don't do a lot of that anymore, anyway. <laughs> um, and I, I'm very similar to Victoria in the sense that I've always had a very low voice, and you know, i I've, I've always sat in a lower register. So if I have a session at nine a.m., even before kids, I would be up at seven to make sure that I didn't sound like a man um and warm up my voice a little bit but you know that means that i gotta be careful the night before but again i'm not going out every night anyway
2: uh yeah same um as far as like drinking goes i don't know a glass of wine or something's not gonna do anything crazy to you but I, i think tying one on as you're saying like if if you do that you will probably suffer some repercussion um there was one time where i i did sort of tie it on um, before a session where I had an extraordinary amount of shouting uh. the next day doing like warrior shouting and I didn't realize, and also, um, it ended up being that, um, a director had arrived late and we ended up having to rush through oh, um, no. and, and, and they're always like, they're like, take your time, take your time. But of course, of course, there's the pressure to try and finish it in time anyway, because ultimately it sort of looks like it's on you. Yeah. And so you want to, you just want to deliver. Um, And they were extremely, they were like multi, multi blows and your whole body's getting into it. And I 100% was like too dehydrated to be doing that, Um, was fine for most of it. But then at the end, when I really started to like dig in there, and I was like, really just you're just hammering your throat, it doesn't matter what you do, what kind of technique that you have, you can limit that. But ultimately, you're going to get vocal fatigue after those kinds of sessions. Anyway, I gave myself a neck spasm and it happened like a half an hour before the end and I just felt the whole thing seize up and I was like never again. Like it was just it was so dumb. <laughs> oh, I was like on my back for a week and um oh, no. anyway, I finished the session. They didn't know, but when I got home I was like on my back and not getting up for it was it sucked. <laughs> That's awful. But yeah, hydration is a really big one Yikes. you know, yep. for those sorts of things. So. Oh, and just and just to note on hydration, you don't start hydrating, you know, an hour before it takes at least 4 hours for that water to reach your vocal cords and if you're hydrated the day before that's obviously the best. Don't don't think for a moment that you can just start drinking water in the moment and you're hydrated because it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't you don't hydrate that fast.
3: Should be oh. sipping sipping water throughout the day.
2: Yeah. On a
0: random side note, um, I can get it from context, and I don't know whether this is an Americanism or the fact that I've never heard it, but I've never heard tie one on before.
3: Neither have I. And it's, I, I'm just sitting here like going with it, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not, glad I'm like, not the only one. No, it's okay, Sam. I don't know what Taiwan one on is either. Actually, to me, it sounds, it's, yeah, it, it sounded something completely different. So I I, just, I, it, I didn't I want was to say that, quiet. but that's why we're supposed to
0: sit here like,
2: yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I actually just copied sissy because I was like, oh, that—that's a nice way of saying that. I've so never no one knows what tying one on is apart from sissy. So I'm just
1: making things up. That's that's how I do. <laughs> what I is know. tying things? Tie on? one on is like you just you go out and you you just get crazy. You binge you, drink, you binge. You you,
3: you get dance, smashed you get it as we loud, say. In you're
1: screaming. Yeah, it's, you just tie one. on. Do you know where, you where it comes from? Like... I don't know, dude. I'm from Idaho. We say all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just love how this is how phrases get around. Everyone just pretends they know
1: what it means and
2: just goes, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty
0: much. But <laughs> well, we're all going
3: to
2: tie one on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably comes from like Scotland, guys. Who knows? Like, Yeah, probably. exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is one of those things that I will Google later. I will be intrigued. Um, So... <laughs> Bonnie Bogovic asks: um, this, is, this could be quite a detailed um, answer actually, but would love to hear their suggestions and advice for rates for voice work, and if they have any thoughts on singing work for pay versus spoken word. Oof. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um,
3: ask your agent if you don't have one. Maybe look up um, if you're in the UK equity rates and SAG rates. If you're in the US,
1: online there's a there's a thing called the Voiceover Resource Guide or VORG. Um, and they have rates listed there. It can get tricky obviously with commercials and residuals and all that stuff, but it's a good framework for for pay. The hard part right now is that there are so many pay to play sites coming up that are really offering bargain basement rates. Um, so know your worth. You know, if you think you're worth twenty five dollars on a spot, okay. But I would like to think that anybody who's put any time and effort into this is worth a lot more than that.
2: Yes. Absolutely. So, what what is that website called again, Sissy? Because actually, I didn't. Um, that's a, I want to
1: write that down so I have it on. So it's I can it's a it great people. resource. It's called the Voiceover Resource Guide. Um, it has mm-hmm. lists of all the agencies. It has lists of um, ad houses. It has the rates. It has demo producers. It's a really fantastic resource.
2: They have a pamphlet of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. They they give out pamphlets at all the like casting directors, uh, casting houses here in LA.
2: Yeah, most of my stuff is actually in um, in Canada these days, and it has a completely different um, guideline union. And I think the rates are, like, somewhat similar, but but it is really different the way that it's all played out, and I honestly never know <laughs> what it's going to be. I kind of just let my agent take care of it. <laughs> but there's different things, like there's uh, different things with residuals and buyouts and that sort of thing. So I don't know. My gosh. But, yeah, that that is a bit of a... Um, that's a, that's a hard question because it's also much in debate at the moment about yeah. what those rates can and will be. And I know a lot of people, yeah, as Sissy was saying, know your worth. Um, and that's why being professional and training as hard as you, you know, can so you get to the point where you can ask, ask money for it is the only way in, like the only way to go.
1: Yeah. And, the, you know, honestly, there's a lot of power in No. You know, yeah, like yeah, definitely. I've had clients come to me and really lowball me to the point where I would have been angry when I got that check. You know what I mean? And and I said no. And nine times out of 10, they'll come back and say, oh, OK, well, you know, we can give you a little bit. More. We, we can meet what you're asking for. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. Know you're worth. Don't settle. Don't settle. Very good, very good. Is, does
2: anybody know how to answer that question regarding like singing and everything? No. I, I, I don't really know. Yeah,
0: I mean, how did that work for you, Victoria? Because you obviously sang on the soundtrack. Was it much different in doing your rates or was it very similar?
3: Um, No, I mean, I can't even remember what we did for that. But it's, I don't know. I don't have enough experience as a singer, um, really, to to know about that side of things, actually.
1: I sang for an animated thing and it was just part of the That's session. It's normally
3: eight. the same price for a session fee
1: yeah
3: um yeah i'm unfortunately i don't know
1: okay cool no it's just
0: an interesting um interesting topic all the time isn't it it's very hard to set rates it's always hard to because it's per project most of the time as well isn't it like you say well i think once you do a project
3: as well then you have a rate yeah you know and and then people know how much that you're that's how much you cost you know and then that goes up (laughs) (laughs) with inflation (laughs) yeah um and, the, and SAG helps, you know, and equity helps with enforcing these, these rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we obviously have the union as well, don't you? So. Yeah. But there's always the big question of um, you can also be union or non-union, uh, sorry, union or non-union,
1: can't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it's is a big discussion. You know, again, there's all these pay-to-play sites that are coming up that really foster non-union stuff. And listen, I get it. If you live in, you know, Cincinnati or... Alabama and you want to do voiceover work, it's real hard to get a Los Angeles agent or a New York agent or, you know, whatever. So and there are niches to be carved out there. The problem is that a lot of these websites, uh, well, one big website in particular who shall go unnamed, um, is really shysty. And if a client will Mm -hmm. post a job for two grand, they'll offer it up to the talent for 200 bucks and pocket the rest. So know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. Don't settle don't get screwed excellent now i only have one more
0: question that's been sent in um and these usernames are really testing me so <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with user handles right so i believe I'm, I'm just gonna go for it so bear bear will schmidt asks <laughs> you, yeah see i told you didn't i
3: oh this is beer i know this person I do. yeah oh, really? this is yeah this is my animator i love this person. Oh, awesome yeah they're great Beer, So yeah. am
0: I saying that right? Beer Schmidt. Yep. Excellent. Wow. There yeah. you go. So do you have a say in your characters when they're written by men if you, for example, see something that isn't right and you can change it to make it better? So I assume that's in relation to it's been written in a very masculine manner um and it doesn't fit the character you're playing i assume that's what maybe that goes back to
3: my awkward moment
0: i I think you've already covered that awkward moment (laughs) as a good example um
3: (laughs) yeah but anything else like you can i think you can say that yeah i think we have the you know as long as you say it in a good way and you're open and and kind of navigate it well and or polite and come at it from a professional point of view
1: yeah one of the things i like to do in that situation is do it as written and then say hey do you mind if i try something and then try that most like 9.9 times out of 10 they'll be like yeah go for it and then you go for it yeah okay cool and have you had any experience where
0: you've had to do that as it i mean because obviously victoria's mentioned her awkward moment have you, you sissy or patricia had that awkward moment or
2: um, not getting kicked in the groin, but, um, <laughs> I mean, not that one specifically, but definitely but... <laughs> having to change, change dialogue, um, yeah. in the spot and make, make adjustments to it. Absolutely. Uh, that's happened a lot. And we'll, cause a lot of the scripts are very last minute too, when you're, when you're working with them, um, totally any project dependent, but, um, yeah, yeah. To make suggestions in a room is good. I was also going to, the fact that, um, she said written by men, Um, for men and you say things one of the great things about doing i guess dialogue that's written by men for men and that you're there doing it is that oftentimes the words are the same and a woman can be saying it just as much so the fact that you're there doing it is a a great is a great thing to begin with like if it's a military role and the same words come out of your mouth that would otherwise have been written for a man at a a different time
0: yeah yeah i mean i was gonna say that because obviously most people just talk like people You know, it's not gender specific how you speak or how a person can be, because especially
1: with different characters. But it's also, you know, we're starting to see that 50 percent of gamers are women. Right. So it's it's not just for men. You know, there's there's a huge market out there for women that want to see women crushing a video game. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, people are starting to become a little more aware of that. They're starting to write characters that aren't just a sex object or a, you know, prostitute, which is the same thing, or, you know, damsel in distress, right? So it's so yes and more please. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we've had some fantastic questions sent in. Um, Thank you to everyone that sent in questions. As I said, it was very, very difficult to decide on some questions to ask today. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Um, But they were all fantastic. Yeah, thanks. And I would like to thank my guests for the fantastic answers as well because they were brilliant. We really are, aren't we?
2: Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sissy and Victoria, you guys, you just blew it out of the out of the water. Oh, stop, Patricia. I'm uh, just going
3: to tie one on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you all tied one on really well. I
0: mean, what am I using I'm
2: going to give up not drinking and just
0: tie one on
3: tonight. There you go. There
2: you go. See? you can do that in L.A. You can do, <laughs> you can do anything in L.A. <laughs>
0: so I just have one final question and I would love to know what you're all up to at the moment and what we can look forward to hearing your voices in
3: well um I am working with Sony at the moment on a movie which is fun and I'm working on a video game which comes out in the summer but I can't say which things um of course (laughs) also we can't say which one, but Patricia and I are going to do a Comic-Con together. Nice. So we're very excited about this and be announcing this in the next couple of weeks. Um, oh, fantastic. So, yeah, uh, that's what's happening. And, um, yeah, but follow me on social media for updates. I'm just at Victoria Atkin on Twitter and Instagram and at the Victoria Atkin on Facebook.
0: Fantastic. And just to add, you can find all of our lovely guests' social media links below. I will put them all on the page.
2: Um... Currently working on, there's a video game coming out called Omen Sight by Spearhead Games, which will be out in May on Steam and PS4, and I do a few voices for that. I'm super pumped. I'm about to um, share one of their trailers again next week. It was one of my favorite games ever to work on. Um, And then there's also um, uh, another Ubisoft thing that will eventually come out, hopefully in the next couple of months. That'll be a fun little reveal. And um and I'm recording an album in the beginning of June. Our band is back together. It's our second album. Oh cool. And I'm very excited about nice. that. And we are about we are gearing up in a big way to, to be doing that. And uh, and a little bit of a little bit of T V work um next week. But it's a funny show called Broken Trust. So I so make cool. a little appearance on that. You're a multi hyphen it. <laughs> A multi-hylenated? Hi, <laughs> Hyphenated? Highly caffeinated? Uh, <laughs> what about you, sissy? What about you? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, nothing. Yeah, just what you out, doing, sissy? Tying one what on. are you doing,
0: sissy?
1: Tying
2: one on. Come on, tell
0: us. What are you doing? I was resisting saying tying one on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sit <Sitting> now. <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a game coming out supposedly at the end of this year, but that seems really aggressive. And, of course, I can't tell you anything about it. Um, I've got an animated series coming out on Amazon called Little Big Awesome. And I'm super Ooh. excited about it. It's really, really cute. That's uh, cool. Yeah, I'm really jazzed about that one. I uh, am starting work on a new Disney series. I'm gonna play the main villain in a thing. That's awesome. And uh, I just booked an animated movie maybe, so I can't oh tell God. you anything about that either. But yay, NDAs! Yay. <laughs> 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 well, it's good. That's exciting. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. Awesome.
0: Sounds like you've all got amazing things coming our way. So I can't wait to hear your voices in more amazing products and see you in movies and bands and everything. It's going to be incredible. So I just want to say thanks again to my wonderful guests, Victoria Atkin, Sissy Jones, and Patricia Somerset. I have been your host, Sam Hughes. And thank you very much, all of you, for listening to this very special episode of Women in Gaming VoiceOver Special.
2: Thank you guys so much. Again, this is Patricia Somerset. Uh, Thank you for your questions and for listening to awesome Sam Hughes and the Sound Architect. And we will see you soon somewhere.
3: Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're so grateful for all your questions. This is Victoria Atkin, and I'm signing off from the Sound Architect
1: podcast. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Patricia. Um, We'll see you guys in a game somewhere.